Welcome to Double Burst, a podcast about Dice Masters. We are a group of Utah players that want to bring you the latest Dice Masters news, strategies, tips, and more. Whether you're a new or seasoned player, we hope this show has something for you. I'm KT Data, one of your hosts, and welcome to episode 57. In this episode, we'll be talking about the Defenders team pack, the flip mechanic, and wrapping it all up with a Brewing Buddies that was suggested by one of you guys. So let's kick it off with our Defenders Team Pack Overview. Okay, guys, we are here with the KO King. How are you doing today, my friend? Good, how are you? Uh, I'm excited because we're talking about the Defenders Team Pack, and it seems like it's been a long time because we spoiled this pack way way back when. Um, but we never gave you kind of a review or in-depth look. So, But if you guys are wondering what's in the Defenders Team Pack, make sure you go to doubleburst.com and find our uh, pack reveal or or defenders opening where we show you all the cards um but i think it's gotten a little bit forgotten with batman coming out and all the excitement there yeah um and there's some pretty good cards in here um so like i think the one that you've been toying the most with has been the jessica jones in there that gets a buff every time a global is used a targeting global yeah so there are a number i believe there are probably five to six competitive cards then you have fun ones uh so i i kind of want to start uh with let's look at hulk hulk i don't believe it is and i'm not gonna cover all of them so i gotta ask you about that hulk is this just because you know that there is a terrible super hulk out there (laughs) or is this just (laughs) it might be because of the art you know it the art is amazing. The die is great. Uh, but his ability is when, uh, while Hulk is active, whenever one of your character dice is KO'd, deal one damage to your opponent. Oh, surprise. It, it, so, it has a KO. <laughs> right? So it's retaliation. I think he's fun. I think he'll be fun in casual play. He's he's a seven cost, and I don't think that ability is great for a seven cost. Yeah, when you compare it to, like, the Black Manta, right. which was a four cost or three yeah, cost and and he also isn't as good as black manta black manta counts up how many villains, villains you have yeah. and then this is just one no matter right. what uh but i do think he could be fun on the right team depending on what event you're doing so i, I think he's a good one to pay attention to as i said because he's just kind of fun you would and pick- he's beautiful looking i mean that die <laughs> is like a clear black uh and then his art uh just by looking at it, I may be incorrect, and someone might want to correct me on it, but I think it's Jim Lee, just just looking at it. But it's a really pretty looking, and it's after what we had with Spider-Man and Hulk, I think it's a it's a great upgrade. <laughs> so, so. so, like, we're, we're obviously, he's probably not going to be, like, AVX ranked no. Hulk, but we're, we're kind of put him in that kind of ranking system where Spider-Man Hulk, of course, is probably the last... I'd go AVX, and then Age of Ultron has some really good Hulks. I think that the Age of Ultron Hulks get overlooked mm-hmm. simply because of they were so close to AVX. But there's some really good abilities in there, and then I would go to this Hulk. But if I was playing just to look at my cards, this would be the Hulk I would go to. And then in the right casual event, uh, I think he's he's fun. You know, he's he's going to deal damage if you're doing a lot of, say, fabricating or pinging out your characters, any of that KO stuff. You know, you're going to start dealing damage. And, he, you know, he always has those great great stats, 8-8 eight, eight, um, on I mean, level like three. I mean, like a level, even a level one, he's already hard to get out, four, right. six. So, like I said, he's a seven cost, so it's not great. But, but don't overlook him uh, when you're building for casual and you're looking to have some fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pay attention to that one. And then the other one that I think is kind of in that same boat, but not so much, uh, and I think it could be competitive on the right team, right type of control team would be Doctor Strange, uh, Shields of the Seraphim. And while Doctor Strange is active, when you use a an action die, you could put it in your bag at the end of turn instead of the used pile. So I think one thing that hurts this card now for competitive is Mr. Miracle, yeah. Mr. Miracle and the boomerang effect of actions. But this Doctor Strange, I think, is very, uh, could be very good on the right team. If you're using, say, Superhero Registration Act, you could put it into your bag every turn. 
So you, you really gain some benefits. He's a six cost shield, uh, but I think he's his ability on the right team is worth worth the you know the function. Yeah, because so. because he's double the cost of the super rare Mister Miracle. Right. Um, but the nice part is you can get him a lot easier because he's in a team pack instead of trying to get a super rare. But it's a guarantee that it's going yeah. back to your back versus the other one where. It's almost 50-50. Right. On and we know with Ken, with his satchel teams, he doesn't have a lot of characters, but there typically is one. You know, if he had Doctor Strange on the satchel team, you're looking at just hitting with the satchel very often. So you're kind of guaranteeing that ability to pull it out. And then if you uh, – I think one pair would be great with this would be uh, Renatilly that allows you to spend your actions. Yep. Um it's a three cost spin your action. So you've taken care of loading it in the bag with Dr. Strange, and then you get to spin it to the side if it rolls right. So it's definitely a benefit. Uh, and I think he could, like I say, be competitive on the right team, maybe not a tier one, but definitely a tier two and on the right. You, you know how I am, Kevin. So on the right team, I think he's a tier one. If I'm running actions, uh, we've learned, more and more that a six cost is very reachable on the right team. Get him out there early and you're running actions. It's definitely going to be a benefit. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm like, I'm trying to think like, imagine if Ultraman was like a four cost or a three cost, and then you buy, just buy him and your kryptonites just go back and you're like, okay, let's right. do this. <laughs> yeah. So um, he's a good one. Uh, the next one that I would, this one is really interesting to me is Luke Cage the Harlem raised. So he has a different type of ability that we really haven't seen. And I keep looking at this, trying to build around it. Um, yeah. Cause this was the one that was intriguing me. So his ability is if Luke Cage is blocked, you may reroll him. If you roll the character face, Luke Cage gains overcrush. Otherwise move this die to the field zone at level one. And he's no longer attacking. So it kind of has a built in distraction global, with him right. if it doesn't work right. Um, so that's overcrush. And that's what I've been looking at is using it like you would a distraction where you're okay either way. And one thing that I'm looking at is putting him on a fist ring team. Um, he is a five cost, but I think he would be really a good fit in that situation um, for a longer uh, ring. You know, I think typically... You know, on my ring team, the fist ring team, it's Guy Gardner, uh, Wong, and then there's so many good cheap two costs. But then you you could add in a Luke Cage, and he works really well with the two cost iron fist. But I attack, ring damage happens. I re-roll Luke Cage. If he takes, you know, if if a worst case scenario, he comes back to my field. And if my opponent has it blocked, whatever it might be, you know, I have that situation. So I think his wording is interesting with if he's blocked, which means my opponent has to have, he has to make that decision, right? So if he's a, if he's a two attack, my opponent might just let it through. So I think it's important to have something that can buff him. Yeah, that, that's that's the only one that I thought was a little curious was the his attack stats because it goes from a two to a three to a six, so the six makes sense, but the two and the three for me at a five cost and with his you know the intent of getting that overcrush, I'm like, okay, maybe the two's okay because he's gonna come back like that, but yeah. the three, I'm like, eh. yeah. So I think what what you'd want if you're gonna run this one is something to buff him, uh, say an anger issues with the. Or a Kona Cold. Kona Cold probably would right. work really well with this. So the, just the pay fists and, and buff him up. Um, or a Callow Global where you could flip him. Because, yeah, he's a five six six on his defense Because then you're forcing your opponent to make that decision, especially if you're using something like the ring. So more than anything with this one, I think it's just an, an intriguing ability, I think. Yeah, because th this was the one I remember when we did our pa the opening video for this, I'm like, this one intrigues me. I don't know how well it's going to work, but every time I look at it, I'm like, maybe I'll try something. Yeah. With it. I, th I think there's something here with him just because it's a little bit different. It could cause your opponent to question what they're going to do. You're forcing a decision. 
And if I re-roll and he goes to fist, then he, he comes back to my field on the same level. So that one really intrigues me. I, I think there's something there. So keep playing with that. If you guys find something or you have a setup that you're using, please let me know because I, I do like that one. The next one I like is his best friend in the comic books, and it's Iron Fist. This one is a lot of fun. I think this one gets got better with Darkseid. I personally think he, he could be a decent counter. And I we, we probably should him. mention this. Isn't this like one of your favorite superhero characters? Yes. Unfortunately, the art on this card is from a series that I didn't <laughs> like, but I still do love Iron Fist. But this... So this one reads, when Iron Fist attacks, deal one damage to each opposing sidekick. And while Iron Fist is active, your opponent is dealt one damage for each sidekick KO'd with this effect. So you attack, KO their sidekicks, they take one damage for each of those, but you also remove that. So something like uh, someone running a sidekick team, obviously it kind of hurts if, if they're buffing the sidekicks. But if your opponent is running a dark side and you've got Iron Fist, it's a character ability, so it gets around some of those, uh, like Electra. those yeah, kind Yeah, because Electra is looking for globals. Right, and it's not targeting opponent or your character, so it's a little bit harder to get around that. Uh, obviously, with Wonder Woman coming out, we all know like when attacks is going to be a little bit tougher, but I think we're all going to have to build around that, so we'll have some ability to blink, um, but that's kind of my opinion on that. So it is... It's another one that has a little bit different effect, but it's good. This one I know is good against the right team, and you can get rid of blockers, deal damage. And then, like I said, with, uh, you you know, he's a mask, he's a five cost. So if you're running, say, uh, Blink or something, he's a great one to attack, bring back, avoid them being able to, to keep sidekicks in the field for dark side. So definitely look at this one, try playing with it. If you're if you're facing things against Dark Side, I think he's a plus. So so now we're especially with the new set, Iron Fist is there, but now we're gonna get into some cards that I think are at a competitive level. I know this set got overlooked and I know a lot of people don't think that there's a lot of great cards in there, but there are some good ones. Um Loki is is right there with Iron Fist. Uh, his timing is a little bit strange, but when he's blocked or is blocked, he blinks. All, all character dice blocking or blocking blocked by Loki loser character ability. Right. So the timing is a little bit off, but you know if you're facing a lot of Gorilla Grodd, which a lot of us may be doing now because of uh, ability to get him with Dark Side. You know you blink, you block uh, Gorilla Grodd. With Loki, he's going to blink because it's not really a one attack. It's kind of a, a static. So there are things that Loki does really well in, in his blocking timing, but it also isn't the best timing. Yeah, so it, you're going to have to it, have specific needs or things that you want to block. Yeah, if there is a way to like allow Loki to block more than one character, yeah. I think that would be awesome yeah. um, with this. and. That's 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 the weird thing. Um, the nice thing about it is he's beefy, so he's five, six, seven, so he's hard to get out of the field. Um, so you could maybe use it to um, force a Ronin or something to right. use its ability. Yeah. So and that that would actually get around a lot of the the Ronin issues that you face, right? The ones uh, if your opponent blocks with with Ronin and then redirects another one, you know you. You could use Loki in that way. I think a force block is important um, or force attack. It's just I do really like this Loki, but his timing is a little strange to deal with a lot of the the high competitive cards. Uh, like I said, I think Gorilla Grodd would probably be the, the best counter right there. He's a, he's mm -hmm. a good counter for Gorilla Grodd because he gets rid of Overcrush through yeah, the whole team. Yeah, because, so. uh, you know... Put a force attack or something on your team to get that gorilla grod to attack. Right. So uh, then, then we got Hellcat, and she's the least expensive. Uh, I think this character. is the card a lot of every, like almost everybody was looking at when the set came out. Yeah. Um, I will say the one downside about this this set is the they're all you know five cost. Pretty much all the cards we've talked about so far are five cost. Uh, but Hellcat. Uh, 
I actually like all of them on the right team. What what I mean by that is what is what is big in your meta? Like what is big uh, if you're having a special event? Does she count or cancel th- cancel things that you're going to face? Um, so she's a defensive control character. She's a three cost mask. Um, it's Patsy is probably the the one everybody's talking about, right? And Winfield did name a target opposing non sidekick character, replacing all previous choices while Hellcat is active. Deal two damage to your opponent the first time they feel that character die. So they've they've made a ruling. You've got to have their character has to be in the field, and then you can name that. And then so where she's good, the timing seems a little off. But where she's good, and I do like her, um, is that refilling so for instance if someone was playing against me you could name uh like a scarecrow and every time i fill them so each turn that i fill them i could take two damage so it's kind of used against those characters that you want to keep keep fielding if that makes sense so yeah get out of the field refilled and that's in my opinion that's a pretty good counter and then you also have say a multiple man with many die that you might be fielding if they have one multiple man in the field, you could name multiple man, and then if they're going to start to field more, they take damage. Yeah, or or they, it's almost a dead die at that point. Where right, it's just sitting there. So I have a little trio. I've been playing her this this version in a little trio of of uh, mask uh, female characters. I use Harley Quinn, super rare, uh, and then Lisa Lisa Drac. Uh, so, so the what, what Charlie Quinn are you talking the about? The rare, she, she, I'm I'm like, super yeah, rare. like she oh, doesn't have. A, she's a common actually. No rare, <laughs> the, rare. the tough cookie. And, the tough cookie. So well, that's I, the one where she's at the beginning of yep. your turn. If you control at least two villains, um, your opponent loses one life and you gain one life. Yeah. So Hellcat is not a a villain, but Lissa Drac is a villain, and you, it's future sight. Lissa Drac is active at the beginning of your opponent's turn. Name a character. Your opponent must pay two life to fill that character die. So I, Harley Quinn, Lissa Drac, and Hellcat. Hellcat comes out if there's things that they want to keep refilling. So Harley Quinn and and Lissa Drac kind of get the the burn going, and then mm-hmm. I add Hellcat to it. And there's going to be characters that they're going to. I'm going to force them to pay four life to field, and then. Also, I'm going to be, you know, add tough cookie to that. I'm going to be gaining life. They're going to be losing. So it, it starts to burn pretty fast. It's a lot of fun. So look at that. I think all the Hellcats are great. There's one that does, uh, I think, discounts or uh, it causes your, cost. yeah, increases the basic action cost. So right. that awesome superhero registration act right. is now five costs. Good luck buying that. Yeah. So. Um, there's a benefit there, and then uh, and then the, the Hell's Bells is also an interesting one because when filled, that you can name a die replacing all previous choices. Your opponent cannot purchase that die next turn. So if you're going to cycle your Hellcat, uh, this could be really difficult to get around. Uh, you get that in the field, and if you have a way to get her out uh, and move to your prep area. And I think you would want to make sure it goes in the prep area as opposed to the use because use. Cause, yeah, because it's going to take, you have to right. time it, right, to get our cycle. So if you can keep cycling that, you could really slow down. You know, if you could stop your opponent from purchasing a, a dark side, you're really going to force them to play differently. That one I think would need a lot of practice to make work, but I think there's potential there and it could mm-hmm. be a lot of fun. And, um, then, so, and then last but not least is probably this jessica jones right yes this jessica jones is absolutely tier one and i was kind of surprised that we didn't see any of this in uh at at nationals or worlds and she jessica jones gets plus one attack and plus one defense whenever your character dice are targeted by a global or character ability she gets massive. So her attacks are four, six, yeah, six. Yeah, so it's already she's already big prior to the buff. Yeah. So there is a number of ways to use this. If I, for instance, one partner that I like to put her with, depending on how fast I'm trying to go, is I will have Babs with her, and I will ping my Babs. And every time I ping my Babs, 
to wipe out your characters, Jessica Jones is getting plus one, plus one. Uh, and then I can ping whatever I want. I can ping Jessica Jones so that she keeps going up and her defense keeps going up. So I'm never going to run out of ability to to kind of do that. So there's so many ways, cheap globals to target. There's so many abilities mm-hmm. to let yeah. you target. I, I know a lot of people were talking about polymorph. We're still waiting for a ruling about that polymorph. Um, but I'll, I'll let you guys know that at Worlds, it was ruled that the spin down doesn't count as a target, only the spin up counts as a target. But since that was, not an, if that was official ruling for that event specifically, we're still kind of waiting to see if that's going to be what WizKids right. says. But it's not else. just the global that's good with that. If you are... So the spinning, there's just... Um, I can't explain how fast she goes up. If you build a team with Jessica Jones, she can get ridiculous. And then you add uh, Mary Jane Rare is a perfect match with her. She's a two-cost mask, and you can give overcrush And then she boosts her again, right? Right. So you name Jessica Jones, and it gives her plus one. Like I said, I was very surprised that somebody didn't try to work with it. I I did play with her in a PDC. She did win me one game in that PDC. She wasn't a big part of that. Uh, but I've played some games uh, with people working on teams with her that are very nasty. Uh, I played someone that was, they had trusted friend. They had nothing else. Uh, was this Jared? Because no, no, no one else plays trusted no. friend, right? Um, <laughs> but they were, they made all of their team bat family and jessica jones got plus one for everybody that was made a bat family so there's many different ways to target characters on your team and jessica jones gets plus one plus one for each you give her overcrush um she gets buff plus the overcrush so play around with jessica jones i think there's a lot there I, like i said i think she's tier one on the right team she she can just be massive mm-hmm. so all right so that is kind of our quick review of the defenders team pack like i said if you guys aren't familiar with these cards make sure you head on over to doubleburst.com to check our unback unboxing of that and our it would be an interesting thing to compare and contrast our initial reactions right, right after we did that to this now and see for if me this changed for me this team pack is the best team pack to date i understand that there are better one characters like wong is an amazing character out of the other team pack but the defenders in general is a i think has a large number of competitive cards on the right team yep so and speaking of that wong we'll be actually talking about that in our next segment so we'll see you in a second when we start brewing all right guys we are here with ken pool and dr j how are you gentlemen doing tonight fantastic doing really good yep i'm excited for this because with the new Batman set, and with almost every new set, there's always some kind of new mechanic that comes out. And this, the big one this time was probably the flip mechanic. And the way I want to notice how I'm saying mechanic and not keyword, because the flip mechanic, I believe, you can break into two different things. They all have the little flip icon right above the effect box. However, for characters and for action dice, they work a little bit different from each other. Yeah, for, yeah. For, for like the characters, I you can start on either side, and you can flip that at the start of your turn. For the action dice, there's always one side that specifically says start with this face down, and usually you have to use its effect to flip it to the other side. Yeah, it seems like with the action dice to flip them, it's always on the burst or double burst. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you they're mandatory and, too. And then on the back side, it'll be uh, once you've flipped it that first time, once you've rolled a, a burst or double burst and caused it to flip the first time, usually on the backside, it's the next time you use it again, whether you roll a burst or not. Yeah, and if you're wondering how you can tell the difference between the two, the characters have the flip keyword that allows you to flip it whenever you want. The action no. dice do not. It allows you to flip it at the start of your yeah, turn. Yeah, at the start of your turn. Not whenever you want. Not whenever you want, but you know, <laughs> it doesn't... whenever you want. Yeah, what I, what I meant is it doesn't have like stipulations. On yeah, you're, you're not restricted by anything except for the... Uh, flip window at the start of your turn. Yep. So where do, where do you guys want to start out? I guess we should start out with, one, if you are playing flip characters, pay attention to that flip window because I think we've seen multiple times now when people are playing flip characters, they're not used to it, and they'll forget to flip their cards 
and that can totally change a game. Say if you have the rare Batman, which allows you to flip non-villains on one side and villains on the other side. If you do that wrong, you feel the Batman. You nothing's re-rolling on your opponent's side. Yeah, the so flip adds a lot of depth, um, and I'm. I, ha- I keep kind of going back and forth. There's a part of me that really likes it and likes the, the diversity that it adds. And there's a part of me that uh, I, I see it just sort of hamstring some people. There's a, a handful of the cards that have flipped that I feel like are never going to see one side of the card. You uh, mean kind of like that common Bat- Batwoman? Batwoman, Bat- yeah. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I, I believe there's two versions of Batwoman that are never going to see one side of the card. Common and the rare? Uh, I think the common and the uncommon. I like the uncommon because one side, it's if she attacks with a villain, she's unblockable. And yeah, the other yeah. side is if she attacks, non-villains have to pay two energy to blo- oh, two or one energy to block her. Yeah. One. One energy. Um, so, like, there are situations where you would want to yeah. do that. Say, like, See, with that one, I just think eh, just attack with a villain and make her unblockable. Why... Why? Well, you. <laughs> but well, it's well, all situational. Yeah. You know? Yeah. What I've run into sometimes is sometimes you want to keep that field presence, where attacking with two is a little bit detrimental to you. So if you flip it to the, like the reason why I would do that, and this requires you to pay attention to your opponent, is yeah. if I know that my opponent's spending all their energy, I'll flip it, flip her to that side, so that way I can send her through and then keep a villain as a blocker. I mean, like say. Yeah. Well, I will, I'd want to pair her yeah. with if a, if there's only two things in your field yeah. and you want to yeah. be able to keep mm-hmm. something. Right. Really, her her uh, her rare I feel is a perfect example of a good use of flip, where on one side she deals da- she deals four damage to all villain character dies to block her, and on the other side it's all non-villain character dies to block her. So you look at your opponent's field and you go, okay, I need it to be. You know, targeting villains because they've got a bunch of villains in the field, or I want to discourage them from blocking with their villains. If like if with um, uh, uh, if if they have something like Firefly, you definitely don't want her dealing that four damage and mm-hmm. be, them being able to cycle it. So you'd want to keep their their villains a, a little bit safer. Yeah, I feel like with the rare somehow Russ is going to figure out a way to give his opponent his Jocasa. And then use that, force that to block an attack with this. Well, well if you use the <laughs> uh, the rare uh, limited wish from from Battle for Faerun, then you could actually give them <laughs> Joe Costa. Yeah, I feel like he's brewing that now in the back of his mind. After give him Joe Costa, Probably. find a way to get the Batwoman to deal her damage, but play uh, Vicious Struggle <laughs> so that it's going back on them. It's... That's a rust combo right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so so we've mentioned Batwoman. What are kind of some other flip cards that you see pretty good value value in playing? So one of the big ones, um, I think, is one that I we I don't think we really expected when we saw the spoilers from the set, and that's Catwoman, the uncommon. And her ability is each time you flip one of your character cards, she gets plus one attack while she's active. Mm-hmm. So all the active Bat or yeah. Catwoman and each of the Catwoman. Dies cards has the same effect on both sides she just yeah. changes her affiliation yeah. yeah which to me seems like kind of a cheesy use of flip it's and kind of, it's kind of why is it there but but it's kind of thematic right yeah no like <laughs> she's thematic but why are you not changing the ability I, like, I, there's I, so many other cards that do change the ability like i would like to see something i don't i don't know what i mean that especially that uncommon is really cool it's really neat uh it makes you want to mess around with flip some more but her flip itself is the most useless one on the board because it changes nothing i do agree with you uh for the most part on that point i think that the fact that the the affiliation changes on either side that makes a big difference when you're playing in set or if you're just playing dc but if you're playing constructed you're not going to use those cards because you know, so what if it's a bat family or a villain? Like, so what if you can change it? Lots of, I mean, when you're playing in a competitive format, usually like 80% of the cards are non-villains, period. And so there's none of this like, well, if they bring bat family characters or they bring this or whatever, you don't really, it doesn't really come up in Constructed. So I do wish that they'd had variety on all the different sides of the cards. Like the Huntress that has the flip ability, she's the same on either side. Either yeah. can't be blocked by and sidekicks on either side, and it's just the affiliation that changes. And I feel like you could have just changed a little bit and made it 
more viable, more fun to play. Yeah, with with Huntress, with that, you know, can't be blocked by sidekicks, I would have liked to see on one side cannot be blocked by sidekicks, on the other one can only be blocked by sidekicks. Yeah. Or something like that. I mean, there's so many simple ways that you can make it different but similar, you know? Um, Some of the ones that I think they did great, like Rare Batman, is awesome. Being able to switch from he re-rolls all of your opponent's non-villains to he re-rolls all of your opponent's villains if there's specifically a villain that is giving you trouble, you can flip him on the turn that you figure you're going to feel them or, or early, whatever, and hopefully get that out of there. Most of the time, you're going to have it on the non-villain side in Constructed because, like you said, most of the time in Constructed, it's not yeah. villains. It actually did come up at Origins, though. In one of my games, I had that Batman out, and he's on the villain side, and my opponent had Casey Jones in the field. He could have attacked and, and killed me. But he saw Batman and thought Batman's not a villain, or it must have like right. I had a pretty good field there, but it was mostly sidekicks and villains. There was one character that wasn't, and so when it came back to my turn, I reached over and I flipped it over, and I think it gave it away. And he was just like, "Oh, I yeah, I won. bet that probably made him sad." But uh, but that's something that I notice a lot of the times when you're playing with flipping. Something to watch out for is Batman is a villain on one side, and the Joker is not on one side. You. I mean, if you're comic book fans and you know the Joker's never been a good guy, you know, you wouldn't think of that. Two-Face is not a good guy, but if he's on, if they're on the right sides, then they are, and so you need to keep that in mind. Yeah. I also think that uh, they, they got it pretty good with a couple of the Nightwings. The, the common's really cool, where on one side the first action die that you purchase costs one less, and on the other side, while he's active, the first action die your opponent purchases costs one more. That's great. That goes good on if you've got a couple of early game action buys that you want to get or if you see that your opponent's starting to pick up actions later in the game or whatever, or if they've got a really action-heavy team, you can try and get him out quickly and just cause them problems. I, I, I will say with the flip mechanic, I'm a little bit nervous because I don't want it to end up like the crossover characters from Green Arrow Flash where they make a set, put them in it, and then they kind of say goodbye to that mechanic. I, and from what we've seen spoiled from the sets that they've announced so far, I haven't seen any other flip cards. You know, we've got the promo X-Men ones. Mm-hmm. I would like to see this flip mechanic continue in some of the other sets because it is so much fun to play with. Yeah, which that's where I think they're going to continue with it because, you know, we went from a DC one to a promo Marvel one. So hopefully that's going to – we haven't seen any spoilers from the Guardian set yet. I can't a few. a few of them, but I can't I, think of any time that they've been so quick to follow up with a new mechanic and implementing it really anywhere. Yeah. Aside from, you know, some of the ones that have become staples like Overcrush fast. You know. I mean but, they did I mean they put crossovers on like some of the super rares from Deadpool right after yeah, Green Arrow Flash, but it's become you get four crossovers per set and yeah. one die for each of them. Yeah, I, I mean, I would like to see them take some of these unique mechanics and, and keep them going. It seems like the DC sets are where they really introduce mm-hmm. those. Yeah, which, which I, I, just, I just remembered, like, especially with the Colossus, they brought back two two mechanics. They brought back the flip the flip mechanic and Iron Will with them on one oh, side. Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, yeah. So <laughs> I, that, that's what I'm really hoping that they're going to, you know, it could be where let's experiment with the DC stuff, see what yeah. resonates with people, and then we'll slowly yeah, I'd, put that Yeah, I'd really like thing. to see more of the kind of one-off what have become one-off mechanics return even if it's on one card like the thomas wayne that has suit up in this set although he's the only suit up <laughs> it's kind of a ridiculous suit up it, yeah but, but it's so thematic <laughs> it's so thematic. It's thematic and most importantly to me it's there you know something? i like that it's there now that i think about it that thomas wayne is actually really cool because there were so many times when i've been playing with batman where he just gets locked in the field because i can't He's find so a way to big. get him out yeah and now if you buy thomas wayne you can suit up and get that batman out and recycle him so you can keep fielding him and get his ability to go yeah, off if you're using the rare batman thomas wayne could be yeah could be good. i mean but the the thing that i like about him is that they brought suit up yeah exactly into the set um you know i i hope that there's something with gadgeteer in the next set especially where it's guardians and rocket needs to be he, a gadgeteer. Yeah, he really should have that. <laughs> yeah, so kind of going back to the flip mechanics, we, we've talked a lot about character abilities, but which of the action cards 
would you guys like? I mean, Two-Face coin is probably a given because, I mean, that I, I swear they just made that card for Russ. It has everything he likes. In our in our Batman League, I drafted two of them, and I have four Two-Faces coins at this point. Uh, I had to give you those because of Firefly. And I have no win condition, but it's really great for, you know, for KOing your opponent's characters. Because yeah, you're using it with the Uncommon Owl, Owlman. Yeah, so, so you're getting two for one, essentially. Yeah, on one <laughs> side. The problem that I have with them is... Like the the problem they have with that card specifically is the front side is not that good. KO one of your characters and gain a life. If you have characters that have KO mechanics, great. My team, I mean, I've got the one five cost character, so it's not that great. But the two faces coin, I think, has a spot in some constructed teams, uh, depending on what you're bringing. Scarecrow, if you want a way to KO it, I think it's a really good way to do that. Um, and just anything that benefits from KOing. Yeah, and I know there's a couple of guys around here who've been using one of the bat signals. I can't remember. It's the rare. The bat signal itself doesn't flip. It just allows yep. you to uh, flip Facil- your other yeah, cards. It gives you yeah. a sec. It gives you another flip window. If you missed it at the start of your turn, or if you're using it for something else like uh, the rare two face, or White Lantern, Hal Jordan, each of them, if you have an active character and you flip the card, you'll deal your opponent one damage. Or if you're using the Catwoman that we talked about earlier where she gets buffed each time you flip, yeah, that gives you another window. So, so you yeah. flipped all your cards at the start. If you're playing with Colossus or the Wolverine from yeah. the promos, that could be actually yeah, really cause, good cause there. Yeah, because I'm looking at that bat signal. It kind of makes sense why, because not only do you get plus one attack for its ability, and then when you flip something... And then you get another plus one to the cat. The thing that yeah. I'm bummed about is it doesn't flip actions; it only flips characters. I would love to see it. Flip yeah, because action it, yeah, dice. Yeah, because it says flip target character card you control. So that'd be yeah, that would be an interesting combination to see that in two faces coin. So you could always get that backside one. Man, that could get yeah. out of control in a hurry. <laughs> yeah. um, so, all right, do you guys have anything else to talk about with the flip mechanic? Um, I. I, I just tell people practice with it. If you're planning on running yeah, to practice and with be, it. it. It's a whole new level of being aware of what you have and and the game state. At this point, uh, up to this point, you only had to kind of look at the cards to reference abilities. For this, you've got to pay attention to your entire play area. You have to look at your cards and, and know what side they're on, what ability is face up, what affiliation is face up, whatever it may be. Um, for For the actions... Most of them, there's not a lot of difference when you flip them over. But that difference, if you're expecting one thing and you get the other, it can be crucial. Yeah, it can throw it can throw you off. And keep in mind, you have that's the first thing you have to do at your turn, even before you draw your dice. Yeah, I was gonna say flip those cards. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say that is so. If you draw your dice, you don't get to go back and flip. So yeah. you make got to make sure you remember to do that very first. Yeah, I can't tell you how many times just the other day playing with Brock, I saw him draw his dice and then go. Ugh. yeah yeah you didn't flip him at all you missed it in the next turn he draws dice and go one of the really hard things about flip too is you like if you're if you're playing catwoman and you just drew a couple out of your bag and you don't have any in the or you have like one in the field it's like you know or you know you're gonna draw them do i do it this turn do i flip them this turn or do i wait and flip them next turn you have to plan ahead and you don't know what your role is going to be, so it does make it a little harder yeah, to plan. And, and especially with some of the cards, you can't just like I'll just hoity doity flip it because that might screw you over when you're absolutely yeah <laughs> you're yeah it might. That's that's the you've got to be aware of what ability is face up. You know, if you are flipping to flip for your Catwoman, just flipping for the sake of buffing her, you might be losing a key ability. You know, you, yeah, like, you don't... Like that common Batwoman, because one side, you could do damage to your or, opponent, but I think the or other even, side helps you prep die. <laughs> even more so, if you've got, like, the rare Batman, and you flip him to the wrong side just to buff your Catwoman, and then you field him, and he does nothing. I mean, that's an expensive character with an extremely strong the, ability that you have just ruined for yourself. The number one card you do, do not play on this Catwoman team is the common Talia al Ghul. Because her ability <laughs> on one side says... Your villain characters cannot attack, and I think the other side is like your non-villain characters cannot attack, or something like that. Yeah, it is so hard when you're sitting there and you're like, okay, what what am I flipping here? What characters do I have in the field? What side do I need them on? And it's just too much of a headache. Yeah, bring that, the uncommon, bring the rare, don't bring the yeah, common. Yeah, and that's where the Catwoman, <laughs> if you screw up, you're going to flip it on the wrong side. Yeah, you're like, you oh, she's attack. plus 10, plus 10, and I can't, can't attack, attack crap. <laughs> uh, one one other thing with the uh, with the actions also. 
there's a couple of them that are continuous and a couple of them that aren't, and they vary between rarities of the same card. Like there's one continuous uh, utility belt and two non-continuous. Be aware of which one you're using. I believe it was the rare two when, faces coin is not continuous. You, playing, <laughs> you put that rare two faces coin in the field, and I think you ended up using it that turn, but. You used it as though it was continuous. It should be continuous. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a KO on demand. That's, exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. that's, yeah, that's I what paid, Russ I needs. paid three for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they were definitely right. We got to do one thing that's not perfect for us right here. So right. let's keep the continuous keyword uh, off of it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for talking about the flip mechanic. We know it's a brand new one. So if you guys have any questions or if we miss something about it. If you've got something, some some slick way that you're remembering to flip your cards, if you've, uh, I don't know, put some trinket on your board or I something like, put like that. Some, like put like a ball of thistle inside your bag. So when you reach in to grab the dice, it, yeah. it pokes, pokes you, you and you're just like, oh, right, flip my cards first. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's a perfectly reasonable thing to do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but if you guys have something that you're doing to remember to flip, please share it with us so we can spread that out to the community because that is something that I think each of us at the table has forgotten to do at least once yep. while playing with Flip, and I know that we've all seen other people do it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so let us know. Shoot us an email, doubleburst at ktdata.net, or leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst. Gentlemen, thank you so much. We'll have you later on in the show, so make sure you guys get your brewing caps all warmed up and ready to go. Okay, guys, we are here with the KO King, Dr. J and Ken Pull. Gentlemen, are you guys ready for our brewing buddies? Let's do it. Bring it yep. on. So this one is actually sent in by David S. And so side note, if you guys have an idea for a Brewing Buddies, it doesn't have to be a complete team. It just could be a general idea. You can always email us doubleburst at ktdata.net or on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst. Or if you're friends with any of our hosts, you can send it to them too and they'll get it to me somehow. This uh, is one such team where we have one card that we're building around. Yep. So here's the email that David sent to us. Hey guys, I have a team idea for you guys that I'd love to hear you discuss and try to figure out. So this is going to be a challenge, guys. I've always ended end up finding a way to use Wong on my teams, but it always is the fast or the sidekick buffer version, and I want to find a way to make this third version work. Dedicated to the ancient, it's Wong dedicated to the ancient one, um, and the ability is pay one, or so it's when fielded, um, you may pay X energy and sacrifice X sidekicks to deal X amount of damage to target opponent. So say you had three sidekicks, you sacrifice three of those, pay three energy, you deal your opponent three damage um, for that. He also is an ally, um, and you find him in Doctor Strange pack and is a three-cost fist. So where should we start if we have this on our team? What seven other cards plus two basic actions should I we think do? I think we start with cards that really complement it, like Super Rare Hulk... White Lantern, Wonder Woman. <laughs> um, let's see, Atomica. <laughs> yes, yeah. Atomica. Yeah, <laughs> kind of my first thought on this is there's there's a reason that David keeps going with the other Wong. <laughs> this is this, a hard one yeah, to make work. So you have to have like the conditions are really hard to meet. Yeah, not not to turn yeah. this into an errata that, but I feel like there's it would be good with. Only one of the two costs. If it was pay X energy to deal X damage, that'd be great. If it was uh, sacrifice X sidekicks to deal X damage, that would be great. Either of those is great to go, great to deal with. Um, where you have to do both, you it, have it, to create a situation where you've got um, enough sidekicks to make it worth it, and, and then in your the field, energy. and then have the yeah. energy to which, do it also. Which feels like it's almost a two turn. Th- two-turn thing where you got to get the sidekicks ready, hope oh, they survive. It's, yeah. it's almost definitely going yeah. to be that. And you've also got to be able to field Wong at the right time. I feel like this Yeah, because he's a win-fielded. I totally forgot that he's a win-fielded. It's so. a win-fielded. So I feel like this needs um, a fabricator, some sort of KO engine to, to keep cycling Wong or even um, use uh, the, what is it, the rare Gorilla Grodd to spin into his fist side because yeah. he is an ally. Yeah. You know, just a way to get him out of the field and cycling back so that he can come back and do the thing. Yeah, that actually makes a good point. You might want to try doing the Grodd to spin him to his fist side and then have a... Close your ears, Russ. Have Parallax on the team. <laughs> I was thinking yeah. this team can't work, work without Parallax. Like, you need Parallax to make this team work. Yeah, the, the, I think Parallax... 
would be would be good. And I mean, it's also good to keep in mind that he is an ally. So he's one of the things that you can sacrifice if you get more than one of him going. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One of the biggest challenges with him, I think that you're going to find playing him is let's say you get five allies in the field and you rolled five energy and you're Wong and you're able to trigger this ability. You just sent like 10 dice to the used pile. Yeah. you're, And you've cleared your field. You've gubbed up your bag. That is going to put you in some serious trouble. So. You're totally tanking one turn. You're wasting not, five Here, here's energy. My, here's <laughs> okay. my here comes right, Russ coming out of the ether with something really <laughs> mind blowing. <laughs> this actually, I think, could be a, a pretty good team. So I would add this to the little engine that I had. Um, the little engine that could. No. <laughs> Static. So to that does the damage when my opponent rolls. Agent Venom. Which when uh, yeah, because uh, the when, other, when Agent he, Venom takes damage and is not KO'd, fill the sidekick side mm-hmm. from your use power. Maybe right. you add Venom there that deals damage when fielded, whatever. Which I think might come into question now with the recent ruling on chalkboard, but on Star Labs, not chalkboard. Yeah, Star Labs. So what you do, and I hate to say it. Parallax would have to be honest. <laughs> it has to be. So you end up, when your opponent rolls, pinging Venom, field sidekicks. You'd also have to have uh, unstable canister so you could ping on your turn. Field sidekicks, roll your turn. If, if Wong comes up, re-roll any number of sidekicks you need to match the cost, if that makes sense. So, if, so if you've got six sidekicks sitting in there, re-roll three of them. Re-roll three of them. And then you could also start pinging, bring those sidekicks back. So you'd get on a cycle where you would ping, bring sidekicks out, filled your Wong, pay the cost, and keep that going. As this as is exactly could. why you are the main <laughs> brewer. Because I think all three of us went, well, you need dark side so that you can get sidekicks and energy. Yeah. And, and, and then we kind of went, and um, I guess you need Wong. You need Wong and dark side. Yeah. This, this thing, like, this team screams like just a pile of dice. And that's what you need to make this thing work consistently is you need a mm-hmm. pile of dice that you're rolling every turn. And the way you're going to get that is dark side. That's what we thought. But, yeah. But I can but, eliminate but I do. I, with I the like the way that you're thinking out that. when my opponent rolls. So basically the, the issue with this team is like you were saying, Dr. J, a clogged bag. So if I have the ability to pull those dice from my used pile right. into my prep or into my field or wherever. So I, it would need some practice. And oh, I haven't you played know, it, but if you ping and move and then you have sidekicks there, uh, the other thing I think to look at adding would be uh, another Spider-Man. Spider-Man is overlooked at times. There's a couple in there. There's a couple. <laughs> Not many, but there's a couple. But... Uh, Pay a fist, uh, white tiger, force both of you to to fill the sidekick. Um, so there's there's ways that, that you'd have to pull out of the prep so you didn't or your use pile so you didn't Star, have that Star Labs bag. Global would go Star Labs good Global. Yeah, you know what would be really good with this team is Professor X Global. Like <laughs> you, you'd get sidekicks out of your use pile really easily that way. Yeah, that would help. <laughs> but you but. would need, and you guys know how much I love it. You would need the. Stupid parallax. parallax. Unless you just had energy fixers, which might not be a terrible thing. If you had three energy fixers and you did the static agent venom, you could take three of those and energy fix them, and then and and, and, and like then I pay. said, I mean, and there's also uh, how there's much allies of those right. different energy types that you could also use. How much is agent venom? What's his purchase cost? Three, six, five or six, yeah, but he's five or six. he's. He's worth it in a cycle like this because he also he's a six and with cost. with energy with a couple of energy fixers that's easy like yeah, energy so fixers go, is the way that I've been would, getting to dark side I would just because I am not a huge fan of parallax I'd probably go three energy fixers Wong Angel Venom Static 
And then I uh, put a chalkboard on there and a two yeah. cost so you could buy that agent venom really quick. And I would probably and put Alfred on there just because he he's an ally. And he's not a terrible defensive ally. What, he what energy stay. type is Agent Venom? Uh, fist. 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 But it doesn't matter because he has a global, and I think people forget his pay a generic energy, and he gets plus one yeah, defense. Probably, so. defense. Yeah. Dare you say? With a I just wanted him to be a shield, so he'd oh. work well with Alfred. But <laughs> <laughs> well, he works pretty good with this Wong. That's a fist that we're building around. <laughs> so that Wong is a three cost. That's what gets me. Is like. It's it's the I do right. think that this should this team uh, big entrance could do a lot yeah. if you're gonna run something oh, yeah. like this. Get, so I know what getting big entrance. Like... So you're drawing into whatever it is that you want that turn. If you're buying up allies, you can draw you can buy them and know that you're drawing into them rather quickly. So I know it sounds like there's a lot going on here, but all you would need is static and agent venom. Obviously, this is tier one competitive team. This look more for. Yeah, fun. I was gonna say this is a very one dimensional team. Right. So you're looking at. Static in the field first, because static also helps you ramp if you need to to get to that Agent Venom, you know, field sidekicks and ping out. Um, And then you get Agent Venom out, and then you would go to Wong, field your sidekicks, use the rolls, and like I said, uh, the, I was going to say magic missile, unstable canister to get sidekicks out, because you're going to keep your bag lean so that you don't get in a problem of 30 dice and then you ping out, you energy fix, you pay, you sacrifice those. And then if you happen to have some bolts, you ping your Age of Venom again. Granted, this all takes a lot of energy, right? So mm-hmm. you are going to have that problem. But let's say you made it work with even two. So you had a cycle where you could you could energy fix, pay, deal two damage. Your sacrifice are in the used pile, right? They don't go to a... The yeah, they, they do to, go to transition. So then you could ping right away, bring those sidekicks back no, out. No, you can't because they go to transition. transition. Well, that's dumb. Then let's sacrifice <laughs> then. But anyway, you, you would have to practice it. It could be fun. It would cause, call, uh, cause problems with your opponent because they wouldn't really figure what you're doing until you've started to deal them damage. Yeah, you're not no, going to. It s- would look really goofy. Yeah. It's like, why are, yeah, why, yeah, why, why are you building yeah. this doing wall? This makes no sense why you're building this wall. You're doing a lot of weird things So that here, I don't here's the downside. As much as I would want to play it, and it does sound fun, it sounds like something I'd probably try to do. All that being said, I'm only dealing like three or four damage every time I deal. You, you're field basically wall. spending six dice to do three damage. Right. It's, I mean, there's globals that do that, the, aren't there? The economy on this yeah. is yeah. really hard. That's why, I, like, my first thing about it is there's two costs on that Wong. Yeah. Pick one of them and, and let's do something. Yeah. And then, and Both then, those costs, it, it, it puts it out of reach. There's a reason that everyone overlooks this Wong, and it's because it's really hard to justify those two costs for the effect. Yeah. Now, and especially when it's just a win field. And I mean, if it was while active and it had those two costs, that would make it easier. I mean, really, I guess there's kind of three costs or there's two costs and a caveat that makes it really, really hard to justify. (laughs) It's just a really bad card. (laughs) (laughs) Especially compared to the other two. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that really, (laughs) he, he's so, he's so good as other, other versions. I mean, like, there, there's a reason that people overlook it. Now, that yeah. being said, the <coughs> other way, obviously, I took the more complicated way. To yeah, that 15-minute like, <laughs> dissertation that you just gave us, it, it sounded easy enough to me. You could really just put it on cruise control. It sounds simple. Hey, hey, <laughs> I, I, all you need is two pieces and then like a lot of yeah, finagling all you, all and stuff you need every is turn. But. These two pieces and the other eight also it's, for it, your team. It would be <laughs> 12 <laughs> leftover energy. Yeah. It would be a lot of fun. The other route is... It, sounds like, it does sound like kind of a fun, yeah. uh, look what I did type yeah. of team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm, I'm looking at David's email, too, because it seems like he's not just focusing this on modern either, because he said, I've tried matching with Gobby, Uncommon Venom, Super Silver War, but I couldn't get the allies needed and the pieces so, out for the work. So that's so, actually... Th- so we could actually do the um, Johnny Storm instead of the Static, too, to co- to give you a little bit more reliability when you're fielding on your turn to ping up to get that Venom boosted up, too. Yeah, and, and there's also, with that, there's Iceman to... He's one of the most effective ways to turn your sidekicks yeah. into energy to spend for other things. Gabi would be actually a lot of fun on that team because you'd have a bunch of sidekicks, field him, deal damage, then field Wong. 
sacrifice and do deal damage. You know, okay, so this might actually be something to think about on this team. It's, I mean, this team's not going to be really easy to play either way, but I was thinking you play the foot ninja that has swarm and ally on it, and then just make sure you keep one in the field the whole time. And it does have an ability when fielded while Shredder is active. Draw a die and add it to your prep area. So if you want so to if, try to reach for Shredder. Now you're just trying to help then, uh, Diego get Shredder yeah, so, working. So if you Diego is playing Shredder because he's the only person. That- <laughs> <laughs> but you just keep sacrificing those foot ninjas. They swarm back out. You keep doing like and it would be a, a slow, slow burn. Yeah. But if you were to get Shredder, then you could prep some more dice, get some more energy that way. Dude, and if you use the the uh, the eight cost Shredder with that, because <laughs> why, why, not? why not? Yeah. When he's fielded, you move all the Foot Ninja dice and up to two Sidekick dice from your use pile to the field zone at level one. So there's there, five. There you go. There's five hitting the field. The secret like, was hidden in the in the turtle set the whole time. Yeah, I so think you we solved those, it. and then you're. <laughs> <laughs> that the way I think in modern to make this, I don't think it could be competitive because I, like I said, I don't think it's, there's it's timing. All right, all right, yeah. there's so tons. But dark side because Wong is an ally, so you're yeah. also giving your Wong's uh, swarm. It, the issue is, it sounds fun, and I, it, I would love to play what we've talked about. Dark side though. Even as great as he is, and you want those out, so sacrificing sidekicks isn't a terrible thing for him. You just need to keep one out there, which Wong and maybe a, a sidekick die, a traditional sidekick die. It, you, I love how you're we live only in a world getting where you have like, to say traditional sidekick. Die. <laughs> you're only getting like four or five damage max. Even with Dark Side, you're going to have tons of energy. It's just a, it's odd because you have to match. Cost with building cost with, yeah. Because yeah. I, if, I yeah, definitely yeah. don't think like uh, the the fact that Dark Side would give Wong Swarm. I think that's irrelevant. Why would you buy more than one or two? He's going to go into your field, and you want a way to get him back into your prep. Yeah, you don't want to be having to be cycling him. You don't, and you don't need to be fielding more than one of him on a turn because it's a when fielded ability that's already expensive. You know what would be really good is if there were a card that said. While active, every time you sacrifice a character, deal damage or something like that. Like that's that's sacrifice's biggest problem is there's no support for that particular ability. So there's lots of cards that say sacrifice a die to do this, but they all they're all awful because you don't want to sacrifice dice. So if there was something that could augment that damage and make it more, I think this would be a much more playable card. So if you look in the future and you see a card that comes out that has that type of ability, when you sacrifice a die deal some damage then he'll be more playable i i tend to keep trying to make sacrifice work i do like spidey's last stand uh sacrifice works when you need to fill and you have a lean bag so you'd have to finagle your dice like we've talked about to keep a lean bag um but you mentioned an ability that you want when i'm brewing and i think about stuff i have in my mind when this ability comes out yep i will have this and it this is why you have 10 teams that are just waiting yeah. to be tested <laughs> they're like they, they have one empty slot on it and he's waiting for that ability to come out or so something put it in there or something like that right you have a team yeah. and you're like if i could just do this then it fits so so when you brew and you're looking at stuff pay attention to that like what would what would make this work even when you're just looking at brewing as opposed to saying i need a character or I'll make this work. Think I need an ability that does this, and a lot of times in the game, there's something that does similar to that, and you can make it do what you want to do. Uh, so pay attention to that because a lot of those abilities are ones that people read and go, "This is a terrible ability. What would you ever use that for?" And sometimes you can find teams where you just need something like that to happen. Yeah, you know what would be another really good one on this is pre-errata vulture. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> man, it'd be awesome. So, so David, if you That's could build exactly a time machine <laughs> somehow and get you deal five it, damage, I mean, even, he gets plus to be twenty. Fair, even without, <laughs> even with the errata, Vulture's stronger than he like gets credit for. Absolutely. Okay. But, are there any? He's one of the best when blocking effects are there ever. Yeah. Any ally X Men characters? 
Any what? Uh, Ally X Men characters. Uh, I don't think. I don't. Yeah, not yet. But okay. I got, wait so, a couple of months. There's an entire. X-Men okay, so here, here is what I'm looking at. When it Jubilee. comes out, X Men Ally characters, and back to the Amazing Spider Man set, the the rare Wolverine. When character, X-Men characters leave the field, you can... Is that the seven-cost one with yes. garbage stats compared yeah. to all the other Wolverines? Yes, 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 <laughs> yes, yes. All yes. <laughs> but you could sacrifice all those X-Men allies and then sacrifice your Wolverine and bring all those X-Men allies back to the field. Because they left when the field. he leaves the yeah. field... No, so that's that, true. That would, again... This is obviously just a fun, goofy team. This is the kind of stuff that I like to bring to our local events. You know what's going to happen is David's going to tune this wrecked. team, and it's going to be a tier one like competitive team now. It's, it, but that that would that be, would be a way. so cool. Somehow, Honestly, yeah. like it, Somehow it's just amazing to get around just... all the meta cards. That would yeah. be a way to get rid of all, like sacrifice all your sidekicks and then bring them back. Yeah. So, and then you only have to worry about Wolverine coming back in the field as opposed to gubbing up your back. So that's the main mechanic we've, as we've started talking about, the main thing you have to avoid is gubbing up your bag. So getting the sidekicks into the you field. You know what? what's kind of interesting that you might think about is they've spoiled some cards from the new Guardians set, I think. and They've, they've got spoiled a, a handful from Guardians, super a bunch rare. from D&D, and yeah. a few from X-Men. So the super rare Captain America that they spoiled gives all of your sidekicks plus one defense and infiltrate, which is an ability when you attack and they're not blocked, you can choose to deal one damage to your opponent and bring them back. And so what you could do in this situation is you attack with a wall of sidekicks, bring them back, and then you use Wong to... Deal yeah. the last the t- amount of damage. The that timing you need on that doesn't to... work. Yeah, he's no, 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 no not on the same turn. But you <laughs> yeah. just do. You just build up a wall if, of sides. Slowly, slowly burn him down. And slowly burn him down, and then use. Wong if you to don't get, the get final, Wong, final hit. So I think he would yeah. be the best best situation to use his ability. Would be a finishing move, right? Because it's yeah. it's one of those abilities that deals damage, and the timing is strange, and it's it's hard to stop. So if you if your opponent's down to like three, four life, you do it. You end the game. Yeah, doing it in the middle of a game just seems like a really bad idea. Yeah, doing it at the start of the game, clearing seems your like own an even field. Worse idea. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Phil, you know, uh, maybe you add uh, Karai. I don't, I can't remember her name from Turtles again. Four cost fist that buffs all your sidekicks plus one plus one. So you run a sidekick team, and then maybe give them over crush with Grodd, and then at the end you fill the Wong. And you finish him off by sacrifice that way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. All right. Finish him. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) All right, David. Hopefully this helped you kind of put together a team and stuff. And if anybody else, if you guys have questions on this Agent Venom engine, because I think we've actually have pretty good experience running that engine multiple different ways. I've run a few different Agent Venom engines and yep. it's a much overlooked card agent yeah. venom is a lot of fun yeah, yeah. so um hopefully that helped you and if you, any of you guys have questions or any suggestions for brewing buddies like i said shoot us an email double burst at ktdata.net or leave it on our facebook page facebook.com forward slash double burst the only thing i one thing i ask is make sure you specifically say the words brewing buddies because we do get team suggestions from people and we're not going to feature any of them Unless you specifically say this is for brewing buddies, because you know, lots of people don't yeah, want if, their teams yeah. they're working on to just be disseminated to the community. Where, where we just had worlds, um, I hope that people aren't already trying to get <laughs> get into their secret awesome brew for you know next year, because uh, there's going to be a ton of sets that come out, and <laughs> you're probably not going to be running the same thing a year yeah. from now. Yeah. Yeah, I have a secret awesome brew. My plan is to have eight cards and two basic actions on my team, so I'm not telling you wow, anymore. That's that's some revolutionary stuff there, Kevin. <laughs> I think you've given too you've given <laughs> too, too much, much away. Gall. Yeah, I'm not How many good. sidekicks are you gonna be running on that? <laughs> I'll think about that. I'm seven. <laughs> I'm not good at at secret brews. I had a I had one of the listeners email me and said, Hey, got any teams you're working on? I think I sent him like five pictures. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Yeah, look at all these. I believe so, it. Yep. All right, guys. Thank you so much. And I will talk to you all later. 
And that's it for this episode of the Double Burst Podcast. We would love to hear from you guys. How do you feel about the Defenders team pack? Or have you tried the flip mechanic? Shoot us an email, doubleburst at ktdata.net, or leave it on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash doubleburst. Of course, check out doubleburst.com for past episodes, places to subscribe so you automatically get the show when it comes out, and cool player resources. Big thanks to Game Haven Sandy for giving us a place to record. If you guys live in Utah, make sure you check them out. If not, check them out online at yourgamehaven.com. Of course, big thanks to everybody who listens. Big thanks to David S. for sending in his brewing buddies. Um, we love to hear from you guys. And until next time, my friends, may your dice rolls be ever in your favor. Ever in your favor.